wake up in a world that is strange yet familiar. Something's not quite right. Everything is pixelated and blocky. You look around, you're in a forest under a blue sky. Instinctively, you feel the need to start punching the nearest tree. Ah, it hurts your knuckles, but you keep punching anyway. You gather the wood, construct a pickaxe, you start digging. You discover coal, iron, gold, even diamond. You hear a sound, you turn around suddenly. You see something large and green, it explodes. You die. You open your eyes, you're back in your bed. You look around again, you're still in the forest. And now, you have to go back to find your diamonds. Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. In another installment of March Madness, we're talking all things mining and all things crafting. That's right, we're talking all things Minecraft here on Normies Like Us. Let's go to a place where everything is made of blocks, where the only limit is your imagination. No one can tell you what you can or cannot do. This adventure, it's up to you. Next question on this left side. Um, I was wondering, um, what's the recommended amount of dedicated WAM I should have to serve? Uh, welcome back, Normies, uh, to the podcast that reminds you it is hip to be square. Um, and this is another installment of March Madness. Uh, uh, this is my episode, Jacob. I'm um, your guest host today. And that's right. Like you heard up top, we're talking about the greatest game of all time, Minecraft. Uh, actually, my name is Steve. I'm going to be <laughs> Creepin' Colin. Oh, that's spooky. perfect. I'll, perfect. I'll, I'll be Mind Mike. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna stick with Joe. If Steve can be the main character of this game, I think I can just be Joe. That works. Yeah, there's really not a lot of names for you to like think of puns off of in, in <laughs> Minecraft. We could each choose a mineral. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the uh, Nether Colin, Joe. Uh, yours is perfect because I call you that outside of Minecraft Look, exactly. already. So. And I wear my green poncho. I I kind of have <laughs> like my weird. It's not a wheelchair exactly, but the way that my legs move, I'm kind of like the aliens in uh, in uh, Contact where they bend forward. Uh, so I kind of skulk right. around, and I am known to explode. <laughs> so it totally makes sense that I would be Creeper Colin. Oh, way to bring me That's back right. to Contact nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but like I said a few times already, we are talking Minecraft, the game mm-hmm. that came out in 2011 and changed the world as we know it. Um, so first, I just want to ask you guys, uh, what's your experience with the game of Minecraft? Have you played it? And if you haven't played it, what what is your impression of it Like based on you know stereotypes and stuff like that? I love Minecraft. I would say maybe I'm the second most affiliated with it here. Jake and I kind of have a mixed origin story with it, but I was very shocked. You put some great notes together for this episode. As much as I know about the game, I didn't really know about its shady past, so I'm kind of excited (laughs) to talk about that a bit. Yeah, yeah. There's a little controversy surrounding its development and its creator. We'll, We'll get into that for sure. I have been on a, a tour of, of Minecraft before uh, through all of the mods that you have in your world and seeing sort of the, the intricacies there. Uh, in terms of playing it myself, maybe 45 minutes in total. I got very <laughs> frustrated. Uh, I just kept digging down for some reason and then like <laughs> – Sure. That's it. That's I would just dig down. I wasn't I believe that. quite building the worlds that you guys were. Um, but I'm excited right. to talk about it. Well, that's interesting, Joe. Uh, You know, a lot of Minecraft players know the first rule of Minecraft is you never dig straight down because that's a good way to end up in some lava and die. So, yeah, no, I found that out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Mike, how about you? 
It's a good rule for real life, too. If you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. And then it's the subtext, lest you be found in lava. Um, <laughs> I, I always thought I have never played a minute of Minecraft. I have seen videos of it, especially preparing for this based on your excellent notes. But I always thought it was a game for babies. Um, but upon Whoa. seeing the research, there's a lot that you can do in this. And that's what I was most impressed to find out. So maybe that's like you know, what the niche normie would be is just yeah. the amount of stuff you can do. But I was really surprised. I just thought it was like a, a little thing for kids. I didn't realize how in-depth it could get. Wow. Gamer right, and Mike. that is... Uh, <laughs> I'm the normie on it, big yeah, time. Yeah, has a right. game that he hasn't me. played. Well, it's interesting you say that, Mike, because uh, that is one of the main, I guess, cultural stereotypes of Minecraft is that it is a game for babies. And in a way it is because uh, it's a game that babies can play and enjoy. Um, I would say... It's a game that has something for everyone. Um, there's there's a more adult focused community. There's a there's a there's definitely a, a big community of of kids and preteens and teenagers that play this game. And there's a whole you know there's a lot of YouTubers that that aim their videos towards kids. But there's also um, an older, uh, more intellectual uh, you know group of gamers that enjoy it as well. Um, you guys have any other you know? stereotypical takes on, on Minecraft? Well, I wouldn't mind Colin? hearing a little bit about your history with it, just how you sort of, I guess how much oh, yeah, time yeah. you've put into it, not necessarily where you came from, but you said up top, this is a game that changed gaming. I would argue this is a game that changed you, my friend. Jacob, uh, this game, <laughs> you love this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a period of time in my life where you could say it, it, it might have been a problem for me. I mean, I kind of was addicted to it for a while in the way that people can get addicted to, uh, you know, video games. Um, basically, this game came out in 2011. I didn't really play it until, I don't know, maybe 2013, sometime around there when um, Colin and I both, um, I think, got the game on Xbox 360. The 360 so that should tell you kind of how old it friend. is. Think about that. And, yeah. and in my memory, like the South Park episode about it had aired, so I was culturally aware of it. But again, we had never played it. It was in some sort of deal, and we said, let's just download it and try it. But again, you seemed like you knew a bit more about it and picked up to it immediately. Yeah, well, I had been looking into it online and stuff. And I was like, oh, this looks pretty cool. I want to try this. And this goes back to my days. You know, if you tuned in last week, you know, I was big into Legos as a kid. And this is just, you know, this is um, a dream come true for any kids that were into Legos. I mean, this is the, you know, the next logical step of Legos in a video game, basically. I think that's what was interesting for me to see is like, even less than being a game, it's more of like a playset that you can create anything. And that's right. And like Lego didn't do that with a game, which is pretty wild. So yeah, it's essentially it's not a game that tells a story or has a straightforward campaign or anything like that. Uh, although it does have an end game technically, but basically it's more of a sandbox where there's just infinite possibilities. You just put into this world with nothing and you just have to work for everything you have. You can do whatever you want. You can go anywhere. You can build. You can tunnel down to the ground. You can build into the sky. Unlimited possibilities. And that was what really interested me about it. So, you know, it came out on Xbox 360. There was a deal, like Colin said. So we downloaded it. I started playing it, and I just got hooked immediately. And I was like, I'm, I'm sold on this. And that was the weird, the weird thing is that it's a weird way to play with an Xbox controller. Now, I mean... <laughs> Uh, most people play on PC or computer, but uh, so I played my my first ever Minecraft world was on Xbox. 
did a lot of stuff in there. And then from there, I got interested in the modded side of things. And that just opens up a whole nother realm of possibilities. And the simplicity of it is what really makes it so easily moddable. And you can, people can just change it into whatever they want. I think we got to jump into that realm then, guys. Let's let's jump into the game and talk a little bit about vanilla versus modded. Maybe we'll feed the beast a bit, Jacob. Let's talk about the game, Minecraft. Let's do it. Let's dig into it, but not too deep. (laughs) That's that's my mistake. All right, normies, we're back, and that's right, we're talking about Minecraft, the game. Uh, So like I said in the intro, this game was uh, released in 2011 by a Swedish uh, computer developer named Marcus Persson, better known as Notch. Um, Kind of a somewhat, you know, famous person, even if you don't know Minecraft, uh, because of how rich he got off of this game. Um, But basically, he, he created a company called Mojang, to release the game in 2011. Uh, And pretty much immediately after the game was released, he passed off uh, active development of the game to um, another guy named Jens Jeb Bergensten. There's great names Um, tied to this thing. Yeah. (laughs) They're all Swedish. um, But he's better known as Jeb because everyone, you know, has to have their little internet name. Jeb. Um, (laughs) That's right, Jeb Bush. Um, but every yeah, great so man he, is a great Jeb. <laughs> um, so Notch passes off the lead developer role to Jeb mm-hmm. in December 2011, and that basically ended Notch's involvement in an active level with with Minecraft, which still gets you know Minecraft still gets updated on like a yearly basis with new content. So it's pretty interesting that he really only I mean he created it, but didn't really have a hand in it past like 2011. But he didn't put bees in the game, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but then, of course, in 2014, um, Notch was interested in selling Mojang and my, and uh, Minecraft because he just didn't want you know the hassle of having it anymore. So he put a tweet out, said he wanted to sell. Um, other companies that were considered include Activision Blizzard and EA, but eventually they made a deal with Microsoft to buy Mojang Wild. for $2.5 billion. That's like Star That's like Wars level much, of like exactly. franchise money. That's insane. Madness. Yeah. And I thought it was like a baby game, you know, like I saying that early on, but right. Jesus. Yeah. Well, it's, it's because of the, the wide appeal that the game has. I mean, it's, it's one of, if not the most played game ever in the history of video games, because um, it's just has so much appeal, but Anyway, so my, Microsoft bought it in 2014 and has been um, developing it ever since. I think, I mean, I think Jeb stayed on as developer and a bunch of the people that were still were working on it stayed on, but uh, Notch kind of just took the money and uh, said, peace. Well, he wanted to make other games and stuff too. But speaking of Notch, uh, basically, he's kind of an interesting figure. Um, he basically later on became a uh, very problematic figure. No, um, no, kind no, of no, 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 no. Uh, wouldn't you say the thing he's most famous for, Jacob, outside of the billion-dollar deal inventing this game people love is actually buying Jay-Z and Beyonce's old house? No, I don't, I don't think he's ever yes, done anything wrong. 100%. I think he's a good guy. Well, actually, he did, it wasn't their old house. It was a house that they were... He was competing with them to buy it, and he, and he outbid, outbid them, them to buy it. That's yeah. crazy. The most powerful couple. This guy had more money couple. than Jay-Z. 
and Beyonce. But the funny thing is, so Notch is basically like the stereotypical like incel neckbeard type. And the funny thing about it is, he can buy this mansion in L.A., but he can't. You know, he doesn't have friends that he can you know, have come over and hang out with him. (laughs) So it's like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of notch. Um, in recent years, he has become like a straight up, like QAnon pizza gate believer type of guy. So, Mm. you know, that's a, that's a dark path. You don't want to go down that path. (laughs) Art from the Um, artist though. Like he, he created this thing, handed off the reins right away. Jacob's right. Or I say Joe's well, right. The, uh, we do like a, a Minecraft social network movie, the Minecraft network. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that, um, well, he did create the game, but there also is some controversy surrounding the development of the game originally. So hmm. he was influenced by games such as Dwarf Fortress, Dungeon Keeper, and Affiniminer. Uh, spe- specifically, Dwarf Fortress is a, if you haven't heard of that, it's a little more niche of a game, but it's basically a, big procedurally generated game that you take control of a colony of dwarves and it's like extremely detailed down to like what kind of food they eat and all that stuff but it's all represented graphically by like ASCII ASCII mm-hmm. uh, you know symbols right um, so it's, it's a very niche game to get yeah dwarf dwarves and axie <laughs> no I, I don't know any of this, this I've great. never heard of any of this it's crazy yeah like I said it's pretty niche but uh, you know a lot of people that are into like computer programming and stuff like it so um, he was inspired by that as well as Dungeon Keeper Infiniminer Infiniminer is a game that was being developed around the same time and this was a block based sandbox game um, very similar to Minecraft mm. it's it was open source but it's source code was leaked and the actually certain parts of Minecraft were built off of this source code, the Infiniminer source code, including the way that the world is procedurally generated. Hmm. So there's a little controversy surrounding, you know, wow. Notch may have stolen some things from Infiniminer. I don't want to accuse him of we anything, a, but a regular Apple and Windows. Yeah, thing going exactly. On here. Interesting, interesting. So, very interesting. But, uh, like I said, he has become a divisive figure in recent years to the point where Microsoft even distanced themselves um, and he was excluded from a 10-year anniversary event that they're planning. They said he will not be going to that. So, pretty interesting. Wow. Jacob, can I ask you, because you mentioned the Microsoft purchasing, and obviously, again, there's the history there, there's the fact that they own it, and I'll throw it out to you guys, too, but I want to hear Jacob's take on it. Uh, do you think there was ever a consideration for them to make it an exclusive, you know, to what the Xbox or whatever, to take Minecraft away from people's computers and put it into one system? No, I don't think so. I mean, the computer is the primary way that people play Minecraft. Um, but I mean, I don't know why would they want to limit, you know, the ways that you could play Minecraft. You spend $2.6 billion on it. You don't see Disney going, well, we bought Star Wars, but Star Wars is for everybody, baby. You know, it's like, nah, man, they they want it. They should have it, maybe. Well, it's for everybody. Right, well, I can... mean, it's still Microsoft and Windows and, and PC, right? Like, it's not... Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can play it on Apple, too, but... I mean, these these were all available before they bought it, so I don't see I don't wouldn't see them taking away like the Apple version or anything. But yeah, so you can play on Xbox, you can play on Windows, you can play on mobile. There's a mobile version, um, and yeah, it's a you know very widely played game. 
Um, and I think my, Microsoft just saw the business opportunities there. And what I like about Minecraft's kind of steward, stewardship over, mine, uh, over Minecraft is that they aren't too hands-on. Like they didn't just change the whole core idea of the game, which I like. They kind of just let it be how it is, and but they're still actively updating it with new content, adding new kinds of monsters and animals and all kinds of stuff, new biomes. So I like that they're... I like the way that they're they're kind of taking care of Minecraft. And um, Jacob, I actually yeah. have a question follow up. Um, so, did they buy just the IP of Minecraft, or did they buy Mojang Studios? They bought Mojang Studios, See, well, which is yeah. No, that's interesting because like they've also bought out like Rare, you know, who made Donkey Kong and Goldeneye back in the days, and usually they kind of just gut those companies and have them make you know shovelware right. basically so it's it's good that like at least with mojang they're keeping the spirit of minecraft alive which is not uh microsoft's mo when they buy game studios so that's good to know yeah exactly and i think i mean obviously notch left the company when they bought it some other figures high up in the company left i think but not all of them and some and a lot of the pe- same people stayed on so yeah for sure um so if we can go into the game now let's talk about the basic uh game so you know, obviously there's modded and there's vanilla, which is the, the base game. Um, there's a couple different game modes. Obviously there's survival, which is the main mode that people are probably familiar with where you start into the world, you have nothing, you start punching trees, you get wood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you can set that to normal mode with, with mobs, which are what the monsters are called in this world. Or you can set it to peaceful where there's still mobs, but they aren't hostile to you. Um, the other game modes, there's creative, which is essentially the sandbox mode, infinite blocks. You can fly. Yeah. You don't have to eat food or sleep or anything like that. This is like infinite Legos. It's like, you have everything you could need. Just go to town. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Which I played a little bit of, um, back in the day, but it loses its appeal pretty quick for me because it's not, it doesn't feel like an actual game like survival does because survival if you want to kind of block, you got to make that, you got to craft stuff. You got to make food for yourself to eat. This is just like, no, this is more just for building this. I would say this is more like virtual models compared to survival, which is like an actual game, which feels like rust or some of those other games, you know, arc where you start out with nothing and then you get a better weapon, build a fort maybe. And then, you know, eventually you could have a sick ass like compound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's a couple other modes that people don't play as much. There's adventure mode, which is more used for like custom maps and, and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's spectator mode, which is just a mode that you can switch into in a world so that you can fly, you can ah. fly around, you pass through blocks. That's more for just showing things off basically. Okay. So survival is the main mode that people play. That's the game part of the game. Um, Obviously, you know, there's there's mobs, there's animals, there's a couple different planes of existence. You have the overworld, you have the nether, which is like the Minecraft hell that you go to to is there get certain things. more thrilling, Jacob, than that first time you go into the nether? I mean, that is one of the coolest parts of this video game. You'll never you forget it. Yeah. Let me tell you, listeners. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you go in, It's you can sense the danger. There's new kinds of mobs coming after you. There's fire and lava everywhere. But there's certain resources that you have to go in there to get um, to advance in the, in the game. And then the, the last plane of existence that you can find is the end. And this is a kind of a space-like uh, dimension where you, uh, you go at the, the end of the... So basically the game is you want to kill the ender dragon. 
which is the big uh, boss that lives in the end. And once you kill him, you get a little credit screen, and then you can keep playing the game. Hmm. Um, so that's the you know official game, is you have to build up your resources enough, go to the nether, get resource, resources there, then you find the end, basically to get to the ender, end, blah, get to the ender portal, it's underground, you have to find it in a certain way, and then go through there, it's a whole thing. Um, That's but yeah. crazy wow. to me, I didn't know there was a dragon in there at all, that is completely yeah, new and credits to coming up, Joe, we'll never see those. Jacob, wow. have you ever beaten the ender dragon? <laughs> um, I actually have not, because I... Um, well, I can talk a little about my history with different modes that I've played, but I haven't played vanilla Minecraft in so long. It's um, like, what's the point? Yeah, because once you go modded, it's hard to really go back. And so I played You've it You've told you know, me that about a once. couple different things in my life, but okay. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say vanilla is more for the normie fans. Nothing wrong with playing vanilla if people like that. You know, I'm not, I don't want to get elitist or anything, but uh, it, for me, it it w- would get boring pretty quickly, um, and I just never really felt the need to go in kill the Ender Dragon. Um, I'm just not that kind of gamer, I guess. But he's not know, plenty of people anybody. have done it. Yeah, <laughs> but you can also go. There's also Endermen that live in the end, and these are like tall, uh, thin, thin man looking kind of guys, like Slenderman, but just Slenderman. Yeah, yeah, Enderman. Yeah, basically, right. they're they're just like Slenderman, but they they can teleport around. And if you kill them, their drop is the ender pearls and you use those, you throw those and it's like a transportation, like a teleporting device. You throw them and you teleport to wherever they land. Hmm. That's like such new information to me. It reminds me of the first time you were playing um, Mario 64 and you like go down to the basement after you'd been there previously and the ghosts are there. Like it's just like this wild, almost like creepy pasta take on this game. Yeah, like that's just you so know, it true, just seems yeah. so bizarre to me. That's that's wild. Like you start out with yeah, sheep, a- and then you go to hell, and then you go to the color out of space. <laughs> right. Yeah. And there's there's these, a lot of blocks. Uh, it's that's yeah, insane. block hell. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of Minecraft that most people probably don't know anything about. If they just have haven't really played it, they might just think, "Oh, you just need some green grass with some cows and stuff." No, but a there's a lot lore. more to it than that. Yeah, uh, it's complex to a point. Um, another mob that I wanted to, to uh, mention is the creepers, and this is probably the most iconic image of Minecraft. Is the creeper? You know, it's green. It's got little eyes comes around basically Mm -hmm. if it it gets too close to you it explodes and it can blow up your stuff and the funny thing is that that mechanic was actually started as a bug because when they were writing when they were making the creepers they didn't really have an like they didn't have an idea that they wanted to explode like that but then something happened with this bug that made that happen they're like that's actually kind of a cool idea for for a monster let's just keep it like that and that's how creepers were invented Wow! Oh, it's so genius like the, that the point of the video game is creation, and the enemy of it should be destruction. That's exactly that's true. But who knew? Yeah, and those are the accident. Mm-hmm. And those are the you know mobs in this game. They're not like a huge threat. Most of them, but but creepers are the worst ones because they can just come up. You're building something. It can just like take out half a wall or something. You know, and it can blow up some chests. Blows up everything in the chest. So they're a real threat to your stuff. Zombies, skeletons. These things are pretty easy to take care of. Um, yeah. So what else can we so talk about? So this is like vanilla then essentially is you're, you're building stuff, you're surviving as long as you can. And if you want, you kill the dragon, avoid the creepers. 
Can I defend right. Vanilla for just one second? Um, you know, yeah. when I was pointing out that Microsoft was licensing it and stuff, I'm shocked that it's on our Nintendo Switches. Joe, if you're looking to get back into it, grab it. I have a version of it on my okay. Switch, and I would say, Jacob, my superior version of Minecraft that beats all of your mods and your jetpacks and your wizard stuff that we're about to talk about <laughs> is that I play Minecraft on my back on my couch. Yeah, and you can yeah, also, can uh, there's the a mobile version. I mean, it's just, it's, I've seen you play it so much. I've seen Colin play it so much. I didn't even realize that there was like this whole other level to oh, it, yeah. even in vanilla. Like I, you, you were, when we really talked about it a lot, you were, you were already jumped into the mods. The vanilla to me was really just that surface level. I'm pretty surprised how deep it goes. Oh yeah. And they and they've added so much content since the game first came out that there's a lot of stuff that I'm not even familiar with that have come out in vanilla in the past couple of years. So yeah, it's really cool how they keep adding to this game. That's almost 10 years old now. Um, yeah. So basically I had a thought that I, well, I have a quick question cause I'm looking at your yeah. notes here and, and I see that you've written down that you can build mob farms. Does that mean you're like growing creatures? <laughs> Oh no! So yeah, I did. This is a good. Idea. Uh, I did want to explain this. Um, yeah. Basically, mob farm. So every resource. So every mob in this game drops some kind of okay. drop, and that drop has different uses. So every resource that you get in this game, there is a way to make a farm for that. And that's not a farm that they're growing, but basically, like a, a, a the easiest way to do a mob farm is make a a big room with no light in it because mobs spawn in darkness. And then have like water streams that go to the middle so that they, they all go down this thing and then you have a killing mechanism to kill them and then you get their drops. <laughs> what? So you're, That's yeah. So Mike, crazy. You're, you're, dropped, raptors. You're, you're dropped into a green open world. Obviously your first idea is to build a room of concealed <laughs> darkness and funnel water into yeah, it build six stories up in the air. And then in. once the beings get close, you murder them all. And yes, the yes. Drop. I'm getting stronger. Yes. I but say actually, E for everyone. It really yeah. just seems like a creepy pasta. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. But we should point like... out that the reason you want that experience stuff, Jacob, right, is because you can do like casting and like it, get well, yeah, stronger so, so and stuff. It drops. So every mob drops a drop and it also drops experience. So you mm -hmm. gain experience for killing them. That you can use for enchanting. You enchant books and then you place those books. You combine those books with your tools to give them different buffs and things like that. Um, but, um, one, um, so I think one You're thing like power leveling at that point. Yeah. So you, so you can go around and just kill monsters at night and get it slowly like that, or you can build an actual machine for the purpose of killing and yeah. mods even add different ways to do that. But I wanted to talk about the light and darkness aspect. Mm -hmm. Basically they spawn in darkness. So you can kind of control where, when and where you want them to spawn because you basically, in your base, you want to put torches down everywhere to keep the mobs out and you mm. want to light it up nice and good. But if you have a nice dark window or dark room, then they'll all spawn there and you can concentrate the spawning. And the overworld and there's a lot of different, has uh, a nice day night cycle. Yeah. 
and, and people have come up with many different designs for more efficient killing methods and, and that sort of thing. So, yes, I will. I will look into this Minecraft some more. <laughs> All right. So, I want to ask. So, the normie question here, Jacob, that I have is because we're normies like us guys. Blah blah blah. This Minecraft, Jacob's already said it, it's one of the biggest games ever. Kids love this yeah. game for the longest time. I mean, it was considered a youth-oriented game, something that before Fortnite was the hot trend. Jacob, right? let me ask you this. How intuitive would you say is actually playing and doing the things in the game itself? In the middle of your rant where you were saying you need books to do this, which moves to enchantments, which is to this level, right. to this level, to this level, I did remember what I don't like about Minecraft, which is that I do have to do a lot of remembering. Well, that's the thing is that there's no tutorial necessarily. You kind of are just dropped in this world. The tutorial is you have to go... Either you have to figure it out yourself or you have to go online and read a wiki or something and figure out actually how to do certain things. Um, and it, this was even a bigger problem when this game was not as well known um, when I first got into it. Uh, but yeah, like there's just certain things that it just won't tell you. But if you figure it out, it actually improves the game a lot. It's the dark so it's, souls it's, of children's games. Mike, you fucking reading my mind. I'm just <laughs> waiting to jump in and exactly. say how you would love this game. Does Minecraft need an easy mode article? <laughs> but up? it does have an easy mode in the turn in the that it has a peaceful mode. So if you don't mm -hmm. want creepers if if you have like a five year old that wants to play it, you don't want creepers coming up and blowing them up, it might scare them or something. Not so you can do peaceful that. mode. Yeah, so you can do pacifist run throughs if you want or something like that. But that's what makes this game so genius is that little kids can play it. They don't have to worry about the, you know, the efficient methods of, of collecting resources and stuff. They can just put blocks together and they're having fun. But then the mm. older you get, you can kind of look into more of the specifics of the game. So I think it's pretty cool. So it's like, you know, mixing like play with learning, right? The way Legos did, a kid can jump in there, but then meanwhile, a teenager or an adult can take these systems and really shape them into something like a murder room or even as you right. before. Like and that gets into murder another room. thing I wanted to mention that that gets into is something called redstone. So redstone, if you guys don't know in the game is this powder that you can collect. It's like a mineral, but essentially what it is, is it's like electricity in Minecraft. And that is what people use to do a lot of the automatic systems and things within Minecraft because you can build gates and switches and different mechanisms for doing no, things. No. And there's I'm comparators and powder that makes me move, but stuff move. Absolutely. That's different. <laughs> Flu powder, maybe. Um, yeah, but so no, you lay this down in a line and, it, and you can turn it on. There's levers and switches and um, you can power it. You can soft power or hard power. There's a, it's very complicated, actually. Like if you really get into the, the details of what, how redstone works within the game, I mean, people have made bud switches and all these things that, that programmers and, you know, electricians would understand, so but I don't essentially understand. making circuits. Exactly. And this exactly. is in the base game. Yeah. And you're making circuits within the game. And that's how people build like the computers and stuff in Minecraft, which I saw that on your notes. And that's what was really impressive that people are building like mechanisms and like yeah. complex machines within what I thought was a children's game. So oh yeah. Oh yeah. And people, that. and every resource has a way to make like an automatic farm for it so that you can have crops growing. And once they reach maturity, you can have an observer that knows that they've reached a certain state and then they'll harvest it automatically. And then that, you know, goes on and on, but they have observers, comparators, these different um, devices that 
add to the redstone and you can just make all kinds of different things. You can make automatic doors, all kinds of stuff. That the is crazy. Universe, but that's definitely the more guess, niche side of it. Oh yeah, for sure. But the community itself of Minecraft, I will shout out real quick to say like the Reddits, I'll write the Reddit real quick or the, you know, online's Jacob. I know you're much more familiar with the Twitches and the streams and stuff, but there's almost a sort of like patent, like a new patent community that goes out where it's like, that's Doug's steam machine. Everybody who uses that type knows it's Doug's steam machine. I think yeah. that's really cool. Exactly, exactly. Um, and when you're talking about Reddits, there's there's R Minecraft, which is the, you know, the base game Reddit, and then there's R Feed the Beast, which is the modded community Reddit, and that's the one I use most of the time. Um... So maybe now's a good time to jump over and let's talk about the modded. Let's feed the beast, Jacob. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, welcome back, normies. Uh, this is the part of the episode where we are talking about modded Minecraft. So what is modded Minecraft, you might ask? Well, because Minecraft is such a simply built game, it's it was originally built in Java, and it's very easy to mod this game. So people have made a million different mods for this game, from total, over, total overhauls that change the entire game to just simple you know, quality of life upgrades and things like that. Can I ask, so is let that me ask, by choice? Yeah. Did they, because it was an open source sort of leak that ended up making the game, did they kind of make theirs easy to manipulate as sort of a penance? I think I think there was definitely an aspect of like, you know, this game was made by computer programmers and developers and people that are probably big into the modded scene themselves. So they knew that there was going to be a certain modded community that grew up with this game and they wanted to kind of foster that uh, more so than other games like 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 Skyrim, which is a very popularly modded game, but it wasn't made specifically with modders in mind, whereas Minecraft, I think, is almost like the perfect game for modders for that reason. I see. And so what, where does this Feeding the Beast uh, coming from? What's the concept yeah. behind that nomenclature? Feed the beast. Yeah, Feed the Beast. Well, anyone <laughs> in the community will know, but um, basically, so m the early modded Minecraft started with... Uh, challenge maps and custom maps uh, and basically PVP type things where, you know, different Minecraft YouTubers and people would come together and do these different PVP challenges and stuff. And uh, one of those was called Feed the Beast. And that kind of became the nickname for like the whole modded community. Mm. I'm not super familiar with the whole development of everything, but basically people made mods those mod, then people took those mods, put them together into mod packs, mm -hmm. and then people needed an easy way to download and install these mod packs. So they made launchers, and the Feed the Beast launcher became probably the most popular one to use for, you know, from 2011 to like 2016 or 2017. So that was kind of the golden age of modding. And it got its namesake from the original Feed the Beast kind of game types. Yeah, and okay. Feed the Beast kind of became its own company. Not not a company, but like a group of people who weren't really getting paid. Because 
keep in mind also everyone who makes mods for Minecraft, it's all unpaid. They all do it out of the love of the game. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Feed the Beast started releasing their own official mod packs. And these were curated packs where they would put all the stuff together. They would put things to make them work together and then you could play the game and it's like playing an entirely new game. That's Jacob, crazy. Joe and I were listening to the podcast Harmontown a lot around this time. And I just remember you, Jacob, being so keyed into what was going on where like Spencer and Dan would be like, yeah, we're not even just playing Minecraft anymore. We're playing this thing called Feed the Beast. And you'd be like, oh yeah, Feed the Beast. That's the one everybody's got to be playing. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. They were getting <laughs> totally. into modded and I was like, oh, this is so cool. You know, they're playing the same mod packs that I'm playing. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, uh, but basically, if I can go into mod packs a little bit, there's different kinds. So the main, yeah, the most general kind would be like a kitchen sink pack. And this is just a pack that, like the game of Minecraft, you kind of can go in and do anything you want. And it's just, you know, people curate these packs. They put in all the different mods they want, and they say, do whatever you want. Then there's another kind of pack, which is the more like structured there's there's quest based ones okay. where you're doing a specific thing to to lead to a specific end goal and there's quest books that you can follow to kind of do that <clears throat> okay it's a little like yeah, rpg almost right yes exactly okay and uh i mean there's so many different kinds that i could go into but basically a popular one is called skyblock and where that is you basically spawn into an island in the middle of the sky. You have this little patch of dirt. You get one tree sapling. And from that, you have to get all the resources Create and get everything. World. Jacob, do you have a favorite thing that was modded that you look at it and just say, how is that not included in the original game? Um, oh, that's a good question. And there actually has been a lot of examples of things that were mods that people like so much that they ended up putting them into the main game. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, generally, there's a lot of quality of life mods and things that just make the, the game easier to use. Um, I can't think... Well, one thing uh, in particular is like chests, new kinds of chests and stuff that were developed in mods and then actually put it in the game. So there's a lot of examples like that. How about like a mod, a mob mod? Wasn't the wither, did that originally start as something else before coming over to vanilla? Oh, it might have. I'm not sure about that. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's Witches, possible. Witches, things like that. I know bees for sure. Like we laugh, but I remember a lot of things being like, I'm a beekeeper in this Feed the Beast and honey oh, yeah. does this and that and that. And then I remember <laughs> seeing my Nintendo Switch one day be like, congratulations, we have bees now. And I was like, hooray. Nicholas yeah, that Cage is a good example. The, chat. <laughs> the bees, there, That Mike, is a good example, the but bees. not the bees. <laughs> Even the bees. So yeah, bees were, I think just in the last couple of years put into vanilla Minecraft, but they're not... Okay even close to as detailed as the, the bees mods that are, that exist. Like there's a mod called forestry, which has different um, parts of it. And one of the part is like bees. There's these million different kinds of bees and you have to breed them together. You have to use Royal jelly and all these different things. I have things. seen it's, you do flowers and oh stuff man. from that pack where you're like, this is this special flower. Look at this grove, this garden. Yeah, man, it gets yeah. out there. And I mean, yeah, each of these individual mods themselves can be super deep or super simple, but some of the, the most, the biggest ones have, you know, it's like an entire game's worth of content within that mod. And those, you definitely have to read the wikis and stuff. And there's even guidebooks in the game to help you understand what all the different machines do. Like if it's a tech mod or something. Um, 
but yeah, it really adds a lot. And let me just highlight a couple themed packs that might interest you. So there's one called Crash Landing. And so that's where you start out the game, you're in a crashed spaceship on a desert planet. Mm-hmm. And you have no water, you just have what's in your spaceship, and you have to survive and like try to rebuild your spaceship so you can escape. So that's one. Subnautica, but exactly, but on a desert island, and way before Subnautica. Yeah, and in Minecraft, I guess it's Pikmin. Then anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Another kind is something that might interest some of you guys a little bit. It's called Pixelmon. Hmm. Right, Pixelmon, Um, and this, of course, is a overhaul mod that basically puts the game of Pokemon, like the old school Game Boy game, into Minecraft, where you can catch mine. Exactly. I so gotta see this. <laughs> yeah, I should have put a link on the notes. So it's all or uh, you're underground, so it's just nothing but Zubat. It's a freaking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, you fucking mountain moon. Oh wow, that's crazy. All right. Yeah, Damn. and so they they mod they have models for all the Pokemon and stuff. Very cool. Very cool. Another one, Tolkien Craft, which I've played a little bit of, but it basically this is a whole RPG within Minecraft that is based on Lord of the Rings. And it's, that's a very structured RPG kind of thing. Do they have the Balrog? Because as we know, the um, the dwarves of Moria dug too greedily and too deep. Right. And it won't um, flame and shadow. They might. I've only played a little bit of that just to see what it was like. And I went into the starting town. And this is the kind where they have whole towns and stuff that are built oh my God. just for this world. It's like, it's like you can make your own RPG inside the engine of Minecraft and very easily. You know, so it's like both a game and an engine and people have just gone crazy. It's like we're seeing that with dreams right now. Like a lot of people are creating and recreating Mm, games and dreams. Mm. People have been doing that in Minecraft apparently for for years and years. Exactly. Yeah. So we got Lord of the Rings. It's just an easy way. It's an easy jumping off point to to make many different kinds of games. Interesting. Uh, one, One other one I wanted to mention is called Terra Firma Craft. And this one is pretty interesting. This is very niche, but... It's this is basically a very difficult uh, overhaul of survival where it's basically survival plus, but it's focused on like extreme realism and just like difficulty level where you have to you can't just punch a tree to get wood. You have to like make a whole saw and like cut the tree down and then like, mm. put, you know, put that in like a planking machine or something. And then oh, like man, certain yeah. crops only grow during certain seasons and you have to uh you know, wait nine months for your crop to grow and, and all kinds of stuff like that. So that's kind that of on the real hardcore. time. Wow. I mean, game time, <laughs> uh, in but game nine time, months but like of game time is, yeah, that's yeah. Serious. But like a normal Minecraft crop would grow in like a day or something and you can harvest it. This one you plant it oh. in the spring and then you come back in the, in the fall and, and harvest it, you know? And you, <laughs> wow. And this one is like, you know, the dirt in this game, it has gravity. So you can't just build a straight row of dirt. Because it would fall down. You oh, have to right. support it. And like when you go mining, you have to support thing. You have to build support beams and stuff like that. So it just basically makes the survival game way, way more difficult. That is insane. That somebody's like, all right, let me apply gravity to these arbitrary blocks and yeah, the, yeah. the intricacies to it blow my mind. Mm-hmm. But it and, like has all that. Like just even in vanilla, we're talking about mods, but it just can spark that imagination, and they just go crazy with it yeah and like to build a tool in this game you have to heat up the metal 
with a bellows in a, in a thing. And then you have to take the liquid metal and like form it. And then you have to hit it with a, a, a thing just right to get the, the tools right and everything. It's just crazy complicated. Um, not for I everybody. Apologize. But. I apologize for ever saying this was a game for babies. <laughs> well, I wouldn't <laughs> recommend it for two part. years. And- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was dead wrong. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's just kind of an overview of different kinds of mod packs. But generally, the most common kind is the kitchen sink where you can kind of just do whatever you want. And there's a lot of good mods like Industrial Craft, Thermal Expansion. Um, those are some popular tech mods. Then there's the uh, there's Magic, Thomcraft, Botania, Blood Magic. These are all different mods that adds a whole magic system into the game. Mm. Um, and essentially what most of these mods do is adds a way to like double or triple your ore output and uh, things like that, or a way to automate processes or a way to get stronger and better tools and different things like that. So you, you mentioned that you haven't played vanilla in a long, long time because you were in the mods, you know, pretty early. Like what's like your favorite type of mod? What are you generally using when you're playing Minecraft? I'm, I'm more tech oriented than magic. Um, Generally, you know, some people like both, but uh, some people will stick to the magic side of the things. Some people will stick to the tech side of things because there's magic mods that do everything. Like some of these um, mods would be obsolete, like if used together, um, because a lot of them do the same things, just in different ways. Like Botania is a mod that just uses different plants and stuff to do different things that machines could do. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's essentially a tech mod disguised as a magic mod. So that's kind of interesting. Okay. But yeah, I like the the, the tech side of things. Well, I remember a period, Jacob, yeah. where you were very into almost the stonemason-esque blacksmith making of the, you know, you said it before, you make the tools, but one of your mods is specifically, it's like you make the template oh, to yeah. how you make the tool and you're making different mm-hmm. swords and shovels and things that you could ever possibly yeah. do. So that wow. is a very popular mod called Tinker's Construct. And what Tinker's Construct does is you build a like a forge and then you it's 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 basically a uh, tool and armor designing mod where it has a million different combinations because you can make different parts of the tools out of different materials that give you different buffs or advantages combine them in different ways and then you can also add different other buffs to it and so you can make custom you can make millions of different combinations of custom tools and custom armor and stuff like that so that's like a, a an essential mod in pretty much every mod pack because it, it just replaces the whole vanilla tool system. So yeah, that's a definitely a good one for sure. Um, another one that I really like is, uh, well, there's a million different tech mods that are comparable. So like Industrial Craft will have machines that do the same thing as thermal expansion machines. One that I really like is called Immersive Engineering, which adds machines that are larger than a single block. So you construct them. They're called multi-block machines. You construct them, then you hit them with a hammer, and they turn into this like very detailed-looking machine. And it has a whole very steampunk aesthetic that I like. So mm. I build whole factories with these steampunk and, machines. In this one, really you've like discovered fission. You've you've got actual nuclear reactors in this one, Jacob, just ruining the Minecraft <laughs> planet. No, no you joke, come on, but there's literally there? nuclear mods come and things on. like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, radium out. Oh, oh, oh no! You're sick. You're sick. Yeah, the graphite control rods. <laughs> no, a ton of a ton of these tech bots are based in reality, so they have you doing different chemical processes and things like that. This one called Mechanism that 
can basically take your ore and turn it like into like eight times the amount of ore using different chemicals. I got, you know, water splitting into hydrogen and oxygen. They had the oxygen going in this machine and doing this and combining with chlorine, chlorine God, to make chlorine Steve, dioxide. If we don't cool down that hazardous material, the whole thing's going to explode. We're going to lose the reactor. And then you see that it's <laughs> shaped like a creeper and it just like explodes. <laughs> no, but there literally are like nuclear reactors, mods Creep and stuff noble. like that. And because a lot of mods are based on like different power generation. So you can have like in my current world, I have solar panels and windmills because I have green energy. Um, hey, you have unlimited right power. Green new deal. Guys, clap for Jacob. <laughs> He's doing the yeah. green power. <laughs> well, it's good because it's, it's, you know, you don't have to constantly be using resources. So I started as like, a, I started with a coal burning, uh, you know, machine to getting, getting all my energy. Now I've got green energy, but if I wanted, if I needed more energy, I could build a nuclear reactor and that would give me a bunch of energy you know what would be really cool if you're doing like the coal digging because i remember you had like a huge excavator at one point you mentioned how it's procedurally generated so you could leave that in an area and it would still do work obviously while you're not Mm -hmm. there how cool would it be if there were fucking dinosaur bones or something like in the dirt as you're going down yeah that would be cool um i bet they got him i mean there's probably a mod somewhere that adds stuff like that i mean there's mods that add whole new realms um, like similar to the nether, like there's this one mod that adds another place called the Aether, which is kind of like a heaven to the nether's hell, which is kind of interesting. There's like the Twilight Forest, which is a basically a, another dimension that you go into and face a series of bosses. So that's more for the, um, you know, exploring RPG kind of side of things. Um, but there's just a million things I could go on and on. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just great modded minecraft it yeah. seems yeah like the potential is unlimited yeah from like there's another like bl- like blood magic it's a it's a mod all based around the magic of using blood to do different things and you can have like literally a, a cow sacrificing thing where it's just constantly sacrificing cows so you have enough blood to do your different magic oh well i hail satan that's <laughs> hail murder satan. rooms and, and cow sacrifices there you go yeah and Obviously, if you want more, you can use, you can even put villagers in there if you want to even get, you know. And Jacob, you are <laughs> using like my this roller coaster episode. tycoon builds. <laughs> yes, no bathrooms, Mike. Uh, Jacob, you are using all this blood magic to announce you are releasing your own pack called uh, Feed <laughs> Feed the Cob. Um, it yeah. comes with in game. You have figured out how to make the scorpion. Correct. You have lived your childhood Lego dreams. Yeah. Does, yeah, does yeah. Xander live in this universe with you? I need to know. <laughs> I wish. Um, I mean, my guy could be considered Xander. Basically, I have a custom skin for my guy, so it's not the typical green shirt, blue pants Steve. Is that a, um, got a laser hook? No. There's cu- everyone uses custom skins. Like every. Oh. YouTuber has their own custom skin. The one I use is actually a Han Solo. So I just look like Han, I just have a little vest and uh, I'm basically Han Solo. I'm pretty sure I'm Finn from Adventure Time. So I love that dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, there's just so much. And um, I, for those uh, listeners that might be interested, uh, what, what I'm currently running is a mod pack called, um, it, uh, what, oh, what, oh, it's called, um, Shit, what was it called? So you've been playing recently, <laughs> though, while you're I looking can't even, this yeah, up. I can't even right? guess. I've been playing Enigmatica 2, uh, mm. which is a, uh, it's a, it's a quest book, but also kitchen sink, because you can kind of go in different directions, but it gives you a, a checklist kind of of things that you need to do. So that's a little more structured than just a general 
uh, kitchen sink kind of one. Kitchen sink sandbox, right? Yeah, but I've played FTB Beyond, which is a Feed the Beast uh, official mod pack before. I've played the Direwolf 20 pack, which is this YouTuber that makes his own packs. You know, a million different ones. So that's what you're currently running. I mean, how many how many worlds have you built? Like, how how much yeah. Minecrafting have you done? Yeah, God. Well, what, what worlds are you building and abandoning, <laughs> leaving us I've fucking savages? Yeah, that's the really the sad thing is that I'll put hours and hours into a, into a world for years, and then eventually I'll want to play a different pack, so I'll just say goodbye to that world forever. And uh, sometimes I'll go back and look at it, but um, yeah, my- that sounds like that sounds like Notch just creating this <laughs> world and then abandoning it. But he checks yeah. up on it every Jacob, once in a while. Bullshit that you'll go back and look at it. We'll go back and look at it when we're getting a goddamn tour. I don't even want to hear Minecraft about it. Minecraft tours, yeah, <laughs> the legend mm-hmm. of Minecraft tours. Yeah, I love to give people Minecraft tours. I should just put, I should just film them and put them on YouTube. But you be a Minecraft you tour it's guy. The moral of this episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, like, it's you really should happen. though. I was it's thinking MTV about it, actually. Cribs, if people want it, I'll... Yeah, I could do a, a, a video tour of my current world, and we could put that on the Normies YouTube. That, that could be fun. Um, but to answer your question, Colin, I've probably put... Well, I've definitely put more hours into different versions of Minecraft than any other individual game, I would say. Um, mm. I've probably put weeks of time over the years into Minecraft. Um, but I've had three main modded worlds that I've put time into. Um, and those generally last, you know, a couple years until I kind of do everything I wanted to do. And I want to start over. Um, my last world I really liked, but it ended up getting too. I had such a big base with so much things going on inside of it. So many entities in the world that it got very slow and laggy to the point where I could barely run it anymore. Um, and part of that could be like my, my graphics card and stuff, but, uh, I thought it was time to move on, so I started uh, Energist or Enigmatica Two, um, regular mode, not expert mode, because there's an expert mode. Um, and I've been playing this one maybe about a year and a half, but I I don't play it like you know regularly. I'll just check in from time to time, work on it a little bit. If I get bored, you know, between if I'm between games that I'm playing or something, I'll, I'll hop in there. I'll say my cycle now is I would say about every six months I play for three weeks. Like three weeks hard. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but always vanilla. Always vanilla. Always mobile. Always on my back, man. And Jacob, I'm so dumb. Mm. I cannot. Things, <laughs> things for me are like, I did it. I built a shelter. All right. I'm <laughs> done with this world. All right. Next <laughs> right. world. I dug a hole. This is great. I never, I can never really grasp the creativity beyond it. I feel like when I have too many options, I can't pick any options, unfortunately. Joe, Mike, is that is is that something you guys ever feel, or maybe a turnoff from this kind of game? Yeah, I just don't know if it's my type of game. Um, like you said, there's there's so much you can do, but there's no guidance of what to do. Um, right. You know, I'm a pretty casual gamer. Like I like things that are exploring worlds I already like. And um, I mean, I'll be honest. For me, the the aesthetic is a big pill to swallow that I've just kind of never been able to get really? over. Yeah, I really don't yeah, like the, the blocks. <laughs> it's just it's not for everybody. For it's definitely a, not a game for everybody. And I mean, it's it's like if you were ever a kid and you were playing with Legos and you just were like, man, I wish I had like just unlimited space 
and like blocks that I could just build cities and stuff and whatever I want. That's what you can kind of realize in this game. Yeah, I will say knowing that it's on the Switch, it's something I could see myself picking up and playing like on the couch while I'm watching a movie. Um, right. But now you've just made mods seem like, well, there's no reason to play the game without mods. That's and hard. You're not going to do it's that hard. on the Switch. I want so well, I no, know. you can definitely... I would say mods are definitely the niche side of things. If I was advising someone who was first getting into Minecraft, I would say start in vanilla. Get the hang of things... And then if you like vanilla, but you want more options of things to do, then you can go into mods. Because mods is the whole thing. You have to do it on PC. You have to download stuff. You have to install stuff. Um, It's a whole thing. But vanilla is very easy for beginners to get into. And your level of involvement is just based on how much you want to put into it. You can play it casually. You can play it obsessively like I used to. You know, it's something for everybody. But... um, (laughs) I think, yeah, but like I said, you know, I've played three main modded worlds in the past maybe seven years. Um, and yeah, uh, so if people are interested, I will do a little uh, video tour that can go up do on the Normus page. Do it, do it. Yeah, maybe the tour would be enough to push me over the edge. I'm kind of with Joe where like the, the aesthetic is a little tough for me. Um, yeah. Like where Mario has higher fidelity than the Minecraft world does. Um, right, it's it's, but it's a choice. But it also gives because it's simple visually, it allows you to do so much with it mechanically. Exactly. So, like, I understand the conceit that was made with that, and it it is impressive. But I think having a lack of direction would be tough for me personally. I like building things in real life, though, which is weird. Like, I love making things with my hands. But right. I think it's, um, I don't know. You, but I, I'm definitely fascinated by what people make. You send in the notes like that they've created Westeros, you know, all in the Minecraft engine. It's yeah, insane. Like a scale version of Westeros. It's like an epic, like a Lego sculpture. Like I'm just impressed by the amount of work people can put into and the amount of love they can spend, whether it's on a modded world or a vanilla world. Mike yeah, if you thought gummy community. ships were the end all be all. I and I love gummy ships. <laughs> <laughs> like, go back and listen. Garbage. Well, I will say there's there's you like building stuff with your hands. There's a sense of futility at times to putting a lot of time into a project or something in Minecraft because you build it and you're like, wow, I spent so much time and effort on this. Cool. It's, it's in this game now. (laughs) And it's like, you can't really use it in real life, but you know, it is still an accomplishment. There's a social element even into the game that we should mention just real quick there. You can go on servers where you have multiple people in sort of the same element or whatever. I've seen some sad community stuff online that's literally like, you know how you post the little wooden signs and you can do very basic generic text on it. Somebody being like, hey, this was my base. I'm going through chemo right now. Please, you know, I put a bunch of stuff in here, tools. Feel free to use any of the shovels I put in any of this. I would love to come back to this world one day. And people post it and be like, that was from four years ago. That kid passed on. Like, he's gone. But people don't touch his world because they just revere it. Right. And wow. that's another thing that uh, you mentioned that I want to bring up. Multiplayer is a huge aspect of this game. Personally, I play exclusively single player because I'm just a weirdo. I don't want to interact with other people online. But a lot of people, the way they play this game is they play on online multiplayer servers where you can build your stuff, but you also have neighbors building their own stuff. You can have PvP communities. You can have PvE communities. Um, you can have communities with a ton of rules and like cities and, and elected mayors and shit and everything. But like, Or you can have a very free form, like people just hanging out, doing whatever they want. So, it's like The Walking Dead. Yeah. So there's very structured ones that you can sign up for that have like 
like LARPing elements and stuff. Like there's all kinds of different servers. You need to see your credit report, know that you're safe, you're not going to come in and (laughs) bring a bunch of creepers with you. Yeah. There's like anti-griefing laws and some where you can't just go in and wreck other people's bases. Um, And then there's, yeah, there's PVP, which is another big part of it where you can have, you know, two competing sides that are trying to attack each other and stuff. Very similar to like a, a game like Rust where, you know, you're trying to attack other people. There's, there's servers that are like Rust that you can join. So that adds a whole element that a lot of people exclusively play multiplayer. Personally, I only do single player because I just that's just what I do. But at times, I was interested in getting into multiplayer. Maybe I will someday. I mean, I've always been trying to get basically you guys, my friends, I interested know. in my... The first time we ever played was <laughs> multiplayer on that 360, buddy. So I'm holding it to it. So Yeah. Um, yeah, but servers are great. I mean, you can host your own servers. You can you can join other people's servers. Definitely something to check out. Normies, make a server, a normie server. Make big <laughs> statues of all of us, lifelike figures oh. out of blocks. I want to see Blood magic Hell only. Yeah. If they blood did that, magic. I would come Mike's in and I would magic. visit. <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, you gotta Celebrity normie, magic. Jacob, <laughs> can mod it. He can hang out. You guys can build stuff together. Do it, normies. Hey, I would love that. If if enough people are listening to this that are into Minecraft, I would love that. Maybe now is a good time to chat about kind of like the legacy of Minecraft and what what it has left on society because oh, it seems yeah. like it's inspired a ton of things that maybe some people aren't even familiar with. Oh, for sure. I would say a lot of things about Minecraft are inspired and are seen in other games, even on a small level, like something like Fortnite, which doesn't have a lot in common with Minecraft, but there is that building aspect where you're building walls and ramps and stuff and you have to collect the materials for it. So that is kind of influenced by Minecraft, I would say. Um, but, you know, obviously after Minecraft came out, this kind of game got very popular and many other games were made like it. For instance, there's Terraria, uh, you guys might've heard of, uh, which is Ugh. essentially a, a 2d side scrolling Minecraft. Uh, there's another game called Starbound, which is very similar to Terraria. Um, there's Factorio, uh, uh, which is another game that I've put a lot of time into. I know you're into that one. Yeah. yeah. And I'm that's a, that uh, Factorio. Basically that is one. It's a top down 2d isometric game where you are on an alien planet and you are trying to build a spaceship to go home and there's these bugs that are trying to attack you but you have to build factories and production chains and stuff to get all the materials so that is very inspired by the modded tech side of things where you're doing a lot of the same things and you're using automation and factories yeah conveyor belts revolution the game absolutely yeah you're just taking all the natural resources out of the ground and making giant, you know, machines out of them. Um, another one, which I've put a lot of time into as well, uh, is called Ark survival evolved. I think probably a lot of people have probably heard of this one. Um, this is like, um, this is similar to rust, uh, but it has dinosaurs. So it's better than rust (laughs) because rust doesn't have, but can you be naked? Yeah, you can be naked or you can have a loincloth or something. Now, because Rust, you could be full-on naked. That's why that's the best game. <laughs> um, yeah, but Ark, basically, very inspired by Minecraft. It's a more realistic graphically game, uh, but very also graphically intensive game. So it's hard to run on 
uh, computers if their specs are not up to to par. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of the Minecraft YouTubers that I used to be into kind of pivoted to Ark. Um, and wow. a lot of people play Ark now because there's the element of getting different dinosaurs, which are kind of like Pokemon where they have, well, not really like Pokemon, but basically the different dinosaurs in this game each have their own uses within the game. Like some can harvest plants and, and some are used for battle and stuff. So there's a lot of fun in because you have to catch the, you have to knock them out with trank darts, and then you have to like train them and stuff. So, and you can ride on them. And yeah, it's the whole thing. So, Ark is a very fun game uh, that I've put a ton of time into, um, and that was probably the one other game in my probably two games in my life that I've had to actively say like I need to stop playing this game so much because. I'm just getting addicted to it. <laughs> and that's Minecraft and Ark. I don't think I have one of those wow. guys. Do you, do you guys, did you have one that you just fell deep into, Mike? Skyrim, I was gone. Uh, I was a able good to one. freelance at that time. Yeah. And so, like, I didn't have, like, a day job, you know, necessarily. Joe. So I could just disappear for weeks. <laughs> Joe, I remember your sister-in-law getting so into Skyrim and you very casually being in the background of it. So you at least got eyewitness on that. Yeah, no, I've I've lost a lot of loved ones for months at a time to Skyrim. So, <laughs> yeah, that includes you, my sister-in-law, Cassie. Everyone's like jumped in there at some point and just kind of disappears for a few months before they come back. I was just RPing in a skooma den. <laughs> yeah, but even with even with Skyrim, which is a game I've I've played. Uh, eventually you'll run out of things to do. Like you can beat the game. You can do every side quest. Yeah. With Ark and with Minecraft, I mean, yeah, you'll eventually run out of things to keep you occupied, but you can literally, you know, keep playing forever and just keep building new things or doing whatever. Ark in particular, it's also really hard to just do anything because it's, it's very dangerous world and you can die very easily. So it just takes a lot of time to do things. People get obsessed with that game to the point where they're like playing it, you know, 24 hours a day, like keeping their servers on, trying to hatch a new egg or something. But wow. So yeah, that's Ark. Um, there's No Man's Sky, which a lot of people know that game. Uh, mm-hmm. Disappointing upon release, but they have done a lot of updates since then to make it a better game. Mm-hmm. And it's essentially Seriously, Minecraft in space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it got a lot of bad press when it came out, but I've played it and it's pretty fun. Um, Internet Historian did a really good documentary about that. Uh, the history of that game and the bad launch and all the mm-hmm. changes they've done. Uh, it's, it's worth checking out because I, I hated that company, but then after seeing the documentary, but yeah, they just, Minecraft uh, in space. Yeah. I mean the game upon release, it just got bad press and it's hard to overcome that image, but they've done a lot to improve the game since then. And then yeah. of course there's games like Subnautica, the forest rust, just this whole survival crafting building style of game very popular for for a few years there i think it's kind of waned a little bit in recent years but it's still pretty popular and then you can see i mean you can see elements of minecraft and everything from fortnite stardew valley fallout 4 with the community building Mm -hmm. aspect so many games yeah um yeah so it's a very influential game and let me talk about real quickly the other minecraft officially licensed spinoff games the main one of course being minecraft story mode and this is a telltale game uh, that came out a couple, you know, obviously the company does not run anymore, but um, this was around the time, you know, Walking Dead, Batman, all these different games that they were making. So it's in the same style as those games, kind of point, okay. point and click. Bad uh, is bad, that style, Jacob? <laughs> 
Uh, bad. I, I might say bad. Yeah. I did not play Minecraft story mode. I never had any interest in playing it because to me, it takes the worst element of Minecraft and focuses the game entirely on that. Oh, creativity and, and the choice to do anything. <laughs> and instead you have to make bilateral decisions. Yeah. All right, so following let, a linear storyline. <laughs> let me ask my other creeper two will remember this creeper. <laughs> creeper shakes his fist. Um, <laughs> you two. Uh, Mike and Joe, are you guys familiar that this is not only a video game experience like Jacob is saying, but also a movie or TV digital experience that Netflix itself has it as a series, a choose your own adventure series that you can watch and experience, not play? Yeah, I actually yeah, did I, not know I, that. I didn't realize that those were the same thing until I was looking into some stuff for this. Whoa. I just thought it was, you know, there was the game and then there was... Uh, the Netflix thing as well, but no, they're the same fucking thing. <laughs> it's crazy. They're the same fucking thing. It stars wow. everybody's favorite Patton Oswald. And guys, I have a smart TV. I have a dumb fucking Apple TV that hooks up to it to play it. I cannot watch it. I tried to do it again for this podcast. Other podcasts have covered specifically Minecraft story mode where I'm like, oh, I definitely want to check that out. Every time it goes, we're sorry, your TV's dumb. Watch it on your laptop. And I'm like, I'll never <laughs> right. do that. I will well, never similar waste to, my uh, time to do that. that. Similar to Bandersnatch, right? Yes. Right, yeah. You had to do that on my PlayStation. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for so, yeah, there's ways. So yeah, I mean, there's so, so little gameplay in these Telltale games that it does translate to that kind of uh, interactive movie experience, if you want to call it that. So I could see them doing that with, you know, Walking Dead. They did a Game of Thrones one. Why not take all those old Telltale properties and, and make them into Netflix things? Telltale just like, like that. they made um, Dragon's Lair. Yeah. In 2012 and like just made it 10 more times. Right. Mike, and and they Dragon's got critically Slayer acclaimed. hard. <laughs> right. But you're still just picking like door number one, yeah, two, or three. Yeah, but you're right. getting killed every 10 <laughs> seconds. In this, it's like, does, hold on, should Steve eat the apple or throw this pig into the fire? And you're like, well, I definitely don't want to do that last one. So I'll choose eat the apple. But even if you do throw the pig in the fire, they're like, you didn't mean that. Eat the apple. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of videos and stuff showing the illusion of choice that these games have where it's like you think you're making these game-changing decisions but actually it's all it's more way more linear than you think it is. Much like real life. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Determinism versus Colin free will. will remember yes. that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically they got critically acclaimed with The Walking Dead and then just copied that template for every game after that. And then they went bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sorry, Telltale. Um, then there is Minecraft Earth, which I had not really heard about until doing the research for this episode. But apparently it's some kind of augmented reality thing that Microsoft Microsoft is doing all these spinoffs now. Another one is Minecraft Dungeons, which is some kind of dungeon crawler that they're developing. I'm not sure really the point of these spinoffs. Uh, people that like Minecraft, just like Minecraft, they don't want to play some at least maybe the kid, the younger demographics do, but people that I know that like it, like they don't want to do these spinoffs. It kind of seems Dungeons like looks like a Diablo. Mm, yeah, probably something like that. It kind of seems like this is the, the modded community for normies, right? It's just kind of doing these yeah. other versions. Like you want well, a quest pack. Here's a telltale game. You want an RPG. Yeah. Here's dungeons. To me, this is just Microsoft saying, okay, we've got this property, this license, Minecraft. What can we do with it? Yeah, to make more money. 
Um, but the reason that Minecraft works is because it's Minecraft. I don't care about the the trademark of Minecraft. I don't care about Steve and creepers and stuff. I just want to play Minecraft. You say that you're diehard for Steve to get into Smash, though. You're like Steve <laughs> has to be a Steve's little monster Smash, shirt right now. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, but I, you know, I could be totally out of touch with the main, I assume they're going after, you know, the 12 year olds that, that are like creepers. I love creepers. So, yeah. And they have a pretty powerful sway over the parents' wallets, much like we discussed yeah. last week on the toys episode of Normies Like Us. Children inform many of the purchasing decisions. So they're a good person to target. Exactly. In your marketing. Um, yeah. You know, how much dedicated wham do I need? <laughs> That's what wham. I was going to ask in the, I want to know how much. <laughs> <laughs> how much I needed. Um, oh, but yeah, so I think the next thing that I wanted to talk about is the shows and movies of Minecraft, which by what I mean by that is the community of YouTubers and Twitch streamers that are really the mi- the lifeblood of the whole Minecraft community. Um, so after the break, we will talk about that. And we're back uh, with Minecraft, and we are talking the YouTuber community, uh, which is still, you know, still a thing today, not as big as it once was. I'd say the prime era of Minecraft YouTubers was like 2013 to 2016, 2017. A lot of these guys are still around. They're playing a lot different games more now. Um, they're playing a lot of Ark. They're playing games like that. Um, but you know, I still check in with some of these guys from time to time. Um, let me ask you guys, do you know anything about what I'm talking about here with these Minecraft YouTubers? Not a clue. (laughs) Nope. I mean, I've, I've seen them around, you know, I've been, I've clicked randomly a couple videos where I saw some of the PVP or some of the multiplayer game types. It was almost like, like a death match for Quake or something. Yeah. Like it was like a first person shooter. They were playing against each other. It was very... Mm -hmm different than what I expected and also just big base tours you've linked me a couple of pretty fascinating like bases that people have made for sure yeah a lot of people will do you know let's play series where they just start a a Minecraft start a mod pack and just you know make 100 episodes or whatever Um, one person I wanted to point out in particular my personal all-time favorite uh, Minecraft YouTuber is a guy named Ethos Lab his name's Etho Um, it's called Ethos Lab this is uh, my favorite guy, my number one best boy, um, <laughs> because there's a lot of different Minecraft YouTubers, like probably thousands. Um, there's very different. There's there's some that are, you know, very animated and hyper that are kind of um, more to kids audiences. I find those guys very annoying. I don't watch anyone like that. <laughs> then there's a whole other one that's more focused on the tech and the mods and, and that kind of thing and much calmer people. I like those people. And Ethos Lab is my favorite because he's a good mixture of everything. He does really good building, really good aesthetics. He does modded. He does vanilla. He's got a nice, calm, soothing voice. He's family-friendly, but not geared towards kids. And he's just my hes just my good boy. I just watch him when he puts out new videos, and I enjoy it. He's my good and boy. And another thing about nice. this guy is that he has had a vanilla series uh, let's play series since 2011 he's had the same world in vanilla for nine years 
and he just keeps, you know, he keeps going in that world. So he's got so many structures. I mean, he, he does a world tour like every year for this and they're each like an hour long, just showing all the new stuff he's built in the past year. Uh, but then he does other series like he does modded series and he also does, um, collaborations with other YouTubers and that's where I'll get into the groups. So there's two main groups of YouTubers that kind of formed in the Minecraft community. There's Mindcrack and there's Hermitcraft. And these are kind mm-hmm. of rival groups. Different people have kind of been affiliated with one or both at different the times. Sharks and the Jets. I was with the Jets. Me, <laughs> yeah, I was a shark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Mindcrack <laughs> or Hermitcraft. Be cool, boy. Be cool. So they do, they'll put out, um, but what they'll do is like Hermitcraft is starting like season seven of their Let's Play where they just have a a multiplayer world where they all get on together and they're all recording for their own channels. And it's kind of like you can just watch their different channels and it's like a whole season of Let's Plays. Jacob, if you're doing Whoa. it for seven years, do you immediately earn an architecture degree from like New York <laughs> University or something like that? You have to. Yeah, they send it to you in the mail. I think you should. Frank Lloyd Wright <laughs> delivers it by hand. Wow. Yeah, and cool, Mike. And that's why I like Etho so much because he really goes into the building. Like he will spend hours trying to make something look right, and he'll use like one type of wood, and then he'll look back and he'll be like, oh, "I don't really like that color. I'm going to change all the wood in this house to it's a different kind color." Of beyond that, you have to not even be creative. You do have to almost have taste, right? I, I really like that how Absolutely. you're describing that. That's very cool aesthetics is i think maybe you know some not really something you can teach like either you have a good sense of aesthetics or you don't it's something you can kind of develop through practice over the years but some people will just never have that and so someone like this other guy direwolf 20 a very important figure in the modded community he's really good on the tech aspect of mods and he does mod spotlights showing everything you can do with a certain mod but when it comes to building He's terrible. He just builds cobblestone nine by nine rooms. And he's like, yeah, I know I sh- I'm shit at building, but this is what I do. <laughs> and that mm. kind of becomes a meme too of, of a nine by nine, basically, which is, you know, nine blocks by nine blocks um, for people who have no building abilities and just like messing with the mods and stuff. They'll just build nine by nine cobblestones. That's a whole meme, but <laughs> that's like, that's like the normie headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> the nine by Personally, nine the way I play is I like to do the mods, but I like to have it 18 a by very, 18, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, J cobblestones. I like to put a lot of detail into my buildings, uh, and I have to have them fully, you know, fully built out. I really like the aesthetic aspect of it too. And I like to just build a nice base and just make it look as nice as possible. And you have self-respect. You're not just going to sleep on the floor of a dirty cave. This is a That's game right. of creativity. Dirty nine by Fucking nine. Make yourself a mansion, you dumb bastards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, there's just, you know, thousands of different Minecrafter people that I could recommend to you or you could find out for yourself on YouTube. But so, yes, as opposed to like the Netflix show that's just the telltale game. Yeah. The shows are these YouTubers, mm-hmm. is, is to reiterate what and you're And even saying. more so than Twitch, uh, YouTube kind of became the prevailing way that people would do Minecraft. I mean, people do stream on Twitch Minecraft, but being able to make like an edited or, you know, curated Let's Play is, you know, almost better because there's a lot of downtime in, in a stream of Minecraft where you're just grinding for some kind of block or something like that. Maybe people don't want to see that. With with Let's Plays, you can cut around the boring stuff, right? 
Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this, Jacob, and throw it out to you guys, too. Uh, a couple years ago, we're probably like four or five years out, but Paramount or Universal sketched a deal with Rob McElhenney, who's most known for mm-hmm. playing Mac on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, to direct and write the Minecraft movie. Now, what is that? What, what, what should that be? What would that be? Would that have just been story mode? That's a very good question, and I'm glad you brought it up because I forgot to put that on the sheet. But uh, yeah, he did have a deal to make a Minecraft movie. I think it was a little after the Lego movie came out and was a huge success. Oh, so I think 100%. they were like hundred percent dollar signs in their eyes <laughs> is what happened there. Yeah, Jacob. yeah, and I I was interested in the choice of having Mac from you know Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes nothing really happened and the deal kind of fell through after a couple of years. Um, I'm not really sure why, but I, I, I don't think he's doing made. anything with it. Now he's over at Apple. He has his own TV show, mythic quest Ravens banquet. That is about video games. So is this something right. Mac was just interested in? Did he take those ideas to that? Or was he the right guy for the Minecraft movie? Jacob, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, that Mac. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure exactly what happened, but it just never got made, and I'm not sure what it would have been if it was made. The only thing I can think of is it would just kind of be copying off the Lego movie, but... No, bullshit. Um, Joe, it would be the Super Mario movie, too. It would be fucking Mac please. would come out as Steve, fucking ripped biceps. <laughs> He'd be fucking pickaxing shit. What is this world? Watch out, creepers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Wait, some kind of creeper? Yeah, I don't even know Diamond if it was going to be animated or, or what. But, it would have been. Um, Live action, can you imagine? Yeah. So they did it with Sonic. But I wouldn't want him to do like a Minecraft story mode focusing on the life of Steve, Steve. because there's really no story to Minecraft. I mean, it's... <laughs> No, there's really no lore other than, you know, this mob does this or something. But. Steve is basically like Tom from the MySpace days. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like the general yeah. white NPC that you start with. He's just the guy the who's one thing always that, with you, Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's always there. One thing that could have been a cool angle to do something with in a movie is this thing that kind of became a creepypasta involved with Minecraft that was known as Harrowbreen. Um, and basically mm. Harrowbreen is like this ghost like version of Steve where he is just like Steve, both like white eyes and it's like some kind of like demon in the code. And, um, what? how that started was basically when they would release, uh, updates in the notes, they would always put at the last one, they would always put like removed Harrowbreen and it became like an in joke with the, with the update note, the patch notes. Um, they would always say removed Harrowbreen. And Harrowbreen was like this this figure that was like a an anti-Steve that would just like show up and like do something creepy. Um, oh. Yeah. Okay. So it's I it's a whole him. uh it's a, it kind of developed a whole creepypasta mythos on online. Um, but it was never something that was like officially part of Minecraft. Um, but that could have been a cool angle to do something with in a movie. Right? Yeah. yeah. Demon I, code. I'm nice. in video. The people who make video games humor is very interesting to me. I'm learning because it's a lot of like, hey, we fucked it up and it's weird, but what if we kept it in? Yeah, aren't you scared? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And like even having Notch like acknowledge it one time in like a Q&A, like everyone was like freaking out and they're like, oh, wow. Harabrine is real, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, it's just a cool kind of creepypasta angle to it. Um, 
But yeah, Minecraft YouTubers, I would say if you're going to check out anyone normies, check out Ethos Lab. Good way to get mm-hmm. into it. He's very entertaining. Even if you put it on the background or something, start with any of his old Let's Play series. He's also done Terra Firma Craft, which is that one I was talking about earlier. Um, yeah, really cool guy. And the thing I like about him too is he doesn't he doesn't like pander for money. He doesn't put mid rolls. He doesn't do anything like that, like sponsored stuff. He doesn't want to inconvenience his audience in any way. He's also never revealed his face and he's very wow. secretive about his identity. He's like a Canadian guy, I believe, but he's Jacob, never are done you a him? face reveal. Are you Jacob, him? Is this, <laughs> this is what this is all about. You You're going to fucking guy. come I wish. out on this, this podcast. The Bruce I wish I was. Show. I would be friends with him um, if you wanted to, but yeah, he's never revealed his face. Even when <laughs> people have tried to, to like, like put his, his image out there, he's, he's yeah. asked them not to and stuff because Whoa. he just wants it to be about the, the, the art of the game, you know? Wow, we are the deal. <laughs> so yeah, that's my guy. Um, what cool. else can we talk about? The Minecrafts. Can you tell me the soundtrack is full of bangers. Yes, you said that to me. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> what, oh my god, the Minecraft soundtrack. <laughs> it's full of bangers. I'm, I'm, I'm and, thinking and, of the the weird intro music that just sounds like spring and like uh, flute noises. Yeah, right? that's well, all it is. When I say when I say it's full of bangers, by bangers I mean it's full of great ambient electronic music that is very soothing and Pips. for me it's very nostalgic and and i think for anyone who played minecraft over the years it's extremely nostalgic because these tracks just play you know those come off and on while you're playing very relaxing music piano music electronic music very soothing and at first you're like oh this is this is whatever this is fine background music but over the years, you develop attachment to these songs because you just have heard them so many times while playing. And then even Hera now... it's putting a curse on you yeah, when you listen to it, right? Yeah, exactly. Even if I heard one of those tracks now, I would just I would just start getting nostalgic and thinking back to a younger Jacob, a more You're innocent crying. Jacob. You're fucking, your eyes are <laughs> oh, full of tears right now. <laughs> and they're turning white. Bro, this song sleeps, bro. But yeah, I mean, That's it's... The, uh, it's a great soundtrack. I think it's one of, you know, it's, it, people who know, know, but like, yeah, it's, it's so good. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Well, there's nothing else, guys. What about a little bit of, yeah. Well, Minecon, I need to know about these dedicated WAMs. Oh, yeah. I think it's worth mm. mentioning. It does have its own convention. It is large Minecon, yes. Real quick before Minecraft you describe convention. it, Jacob, Minecon mm-hmm. is a part of the fucking dumb choose-your-own-adventure thing. Steve goes to Minecon in that. He's like, Minecon, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and that's all geared towards the younger kids, uh, which is fine. I mean, I've never gone to Minecon. I've seen the, the videos and the memes made about it. Um, which are very funny, even if it's kind of making fun of like little autistic kids. But <laughs> some of the cringe memes are pretty, yeah, or the cringe no. because this are, is are rough. you know a lot of kids w- w- that are on the spectrum. Maybe they have Aspergers or whatever. This is a great game for people like that because it really brings a sense of like order and stuff into your world, and it mm. kind of allows you to develop your creativity and ingenuity. You know, I think it's 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 even more than a game, it can be used as a teaching tool and it, an educational type of game. So You said it brings um, order to your world, and it was so <laughs> profound, my heart stopped, and I got very sweaty and like cold for a moment. That's, but yeah. the, honestly, that's part of the reason why I like this game so much, because the real world feels so chaotic and you know stressful and anxiety 
inducing at times. And then I go into the Minecraft, I just hear the soothing music, I see the green grass, I look up into the sky, and I'm just at peace. And, and build I know a murder everything. Machine. I know this wow. block does this, and and if I do this, this will happen, and everything makes sense. And I can build my prison grinder to fucking kill the <laughs> yes, inmates right. that I spawn. Which we should tell people you locked us in a dark room for this entire final segment. <laughs> um, but if, guys, I say we hit it to the wrap up here and talk about our final thoughts. Jacob, I'm going to give you this little flint and iron. Obviously, I've got my little nether rock set up here. Let's cross over to the next realm, dude. Let's do it. Let's make that nether portal. All right, normies, uh, we're back, uh, you know, back in Minecraft. I'm looking for some diamonds around here. I haven't seen any yet, but I'll keep, I'll keep breaking rocks. because we crossed over, Jacob. There's so much fire in this dimension, and there's this big <laughs> flying squid. I don't know what he wants from us, but I am very nervous to be here. That's I finally right. understand the order you were fireballs talking Fireballs at us. <laughs> I don't understand any of it. <laughs> it's Cthulhu. Ah, ah, my old friend. <laughs> don't look don't look straight at it though. <laughs> Jacob, I, um, I gotta say, at the end of that last segment, you really kinda you warmed the cockles of our hearts with that that wrap up truly, of a chaotic you, world truly. and you can take a moment and play jump into Minecraft where everything makes sense. I think that's a very apt uh description of why so many people can enjoy this game. Ah, uh, thank you, man. Yeah, I you know, I didn't even plan to say that, but I was just thinking about I just it, felt and it. I was like yeah, just just went with it, you know. Heart. Uh, we're yeah. talking our final thoughts here. I'll jump in real quick. Colin with the wrap up here. Um, Minecraft is great. Minecraft is special. It does make you feel special. Jacob, you said it, it, up top that you really only played the creative mode for a bit. I recall that month where you and friend of the podcast Cole were pretty much just sitting on the couch doing a creative world together. And one of my most treasured memories, I would say, of all time is that you guys in that world created every house we've ever lived in together or places all of our friends have lived in. Like, it's just, yeah. I just fucking treasure that. Well, first of all, That's that awesome. um, Cole really only ever got into creative for that little bit, but that was all, like, almost 100% Cole. Like, he built our old apartments and different places that we lived when we were in college. Down to the T. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, even now, like, you know, occasionally I'll go, I'll turn, I'll fire up the old Xbox 360 and go into those worlds and be like, wow, good job. <laughs> nice. Man, I would love to see those. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah, those were really fun. And creative, you know, allows you to be able to not have to worry about the survival aspect and just build whatever you want to build very quickly. So definitely good for like model builders and people like that. Um, and even, um, I was just thinking about someone, oh, I should have fully formed this thought before I said it, but, <laughs> um, someone who was making some kind of movie or something and they used Minecraft to mm, model kind of certain things. It. Wow. Yeah. They, because they can use the 3d space. It's like a 3d storyboard. Oh, I can't remember the specific who was Dan doing Harman. that. Probably fucking, this is community <laughs> season seven. This is Jeff Winger. No, it's not Dan. Fucking. Yeah. I think it was something Rick with like action scenes though. Like it was something like, like with action scenes, like they were just trying to block it out and they used Minecraft to block well, it out. Of course you'd use Minecraft cool to block it out. That's all it is. 
If you know what that is, Normies, be sure to reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, and let us know. Yes, I'm please. curious to find get to the bottom of the mystery, you know. Uh, yeah, I'll probably remember it in like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as we stop recording. Um, I'll jump in with my last thoughts. Minecraft has, has never really appealed to me just as, you know, my taste. But going through this journey, I can definitely appreciate kind of the breadth of content. It's like, it's it's a game, it's a tool, it's an engine that can be used to create. It's like, we talk about genres, like Minecraft is just like, it's just this thing that it can be all of those at once while also being none of them, depending on what you're trying to do. It's, it's, it's an enigma to me, but I'm amazed by what people are able to do with it. And I will always admire those who push it to its limit. That's, that's, yeah. that's my thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. That was some great thoughts. <laughs> my final thoughts. Um, I love that we kind of did these two episodes back to back the, the toys and now Minecraft, because they're two things that have such a passionate community behind them and mm. it's not like there's a ton of money in either like you know i like what you said that it's they're really doing it for the love of the game and i think that that kind of parallels a lot of the the creativity and stuff we were talking about in the collecting episode and just the the communities that have been built around these two things uh my favorite minecraft memory was drinking a six-pack while i got my first ever minecraft tour <laughs> and just being <laughs> Yes. blown away for for 45 minutes while you showed all of yeah, these yeah yeah redstone like, crazy uh, yeah yeah details. yeah <laughs> right i remember that because you had no idea like i had been doing this modded world and you had no idea that these certain things were even possible and then i showed no, you and you're like, and like you can do that in minecraft you know you were talking about aesthetics like i'll you 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 complimented me at the end of the last episode for my collections i'll compliment you for for your your world like you had color stripes that went through different sections to like identify different areas and all of your different factories and stuff like that. The, the amount of yeah. detail and the creativity you put into that is just kind of a first to alien movie, late seventies, <laughs> early eighty aesthetic of like a bunker retro sci-fi. It was very cool, yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's probably my last world, which, which I've, you know, like I said, I had three main worlds and I put a lot of work in all of them. So, um, thank you, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, really cool. I, yeah. You I, I like to build with the, uh, yeah, I like to use the sci-fi industrial kind of aesthetic. Um, and I just build these massive like underground bunkers or factories and, um, yeah, I've had some builds that I'm pretty proud of. Um, and I kind of like style it off of, you know, YouTubers that I've seen who do, you know, if you're interested in that kind of thing, um, and like, you know, it's not for everybody, but like some of these YouTubers do these insane builds and it's, I get a lot of ideas from them. Um, so definitely check those out if you're more interested in that kind of thing. Um, cause essentially these basically for normies that don't know, I like to, like basically hassle my friends and enforce them to sit behind me as I show them on my computer, um, all the different things I've done in Minecraft. And that is what I call a Minecraft tour. Um, <laughs> but basically what it is, is it's like a let's play that I'm doing in, in, in live, you know, in person. Yeah. Real time, yeah. Hi, shout out to all my followers who are theater. here in my bedroom <laughs> right now. Um, Joe in particular, I just want to say, you know, for sponsoring me this whole time, big ups, big ups to my Joe. Smash that like button, Joe. <laughs> Joe, I, I handed me on the back right now. He did 10 squats. It was great. Yeah. And you know, I've thought about for years, I've thought about, you know, I should really record some stuff and just put it on YouTube. But, 
you know, being a full-time Minecraft YouTuber, it's a lot of work. You really got to play Minecraft for eight hours a day. So I don't know. I'm, ready, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that level. Well, I learned but in this episode that you have to choose you to a pull side, yourself Jacob. Out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you a crip or a blood? What, how does that yeah, work? I don't know which gang to join. You know, are it's you also stressful. boy? <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're the wrong mod pack, son. That's right. Why don't you go back to freaking Mechanica? I don't know the name. <laughs> right. Jacob, hit us with the final thoughts on the game you love so much. Craft us a mine right here, buddy. <laughs> well, I hit you with those, you know, that those profound thoughts earlier. But uh, basically, yeah, I just think um, this is my all-time favorite game. Um, I've put so much time into it. Um, more time than I probably should have, you know, could have been doing more productive things in my life, but that's video games for you. Um, and to me, it's, it's just a, you know, it's a constant thing that's there for me. If I'm having a bad day, I can log into my world, just relax, milk my cows, you know, do whatever. (laughs) And I just like the ability to, you know, I can start a project a very ambitious project in the, in the game and it may not be completed for, you know, a year. Um, but I can, I can start multiple things at once. And then I, you know, if I get bored of one thing, I can do something else. And to me, it never gets boring. I mean, certain mod packs over time, I will lose interest, but I'll start a new thing and I'll be super into it again. And I've never played a video game like that where I can just keep coming back and keep coming back for years. Um, you know, it's just, there's never really been a game like that for me other than this. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to share this game that I love with you guys. And so, uh, thanks for, you know, chatting with me about it. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for running the topic for March madness. I think we've had two really good episodes to kick it off. Happy March madness yeah. guys. That's right. It's March and it's mad. <laughs> March madness is what this episode should have been, but we'll be oh, yeah. back guys. Hey. Um, next week with another very special March Madness episode. We'd like to kind of surprise you with them, so we'll get there, and you'll uh, have to tune in next week. And real quick shout-outs to Caffeine Man for, for shouting us out on his channel. If you like ca- caffeinated beverages, Caffeine Man. check, check out him out on YouTube. YouTube. Check out Caffeine Man. And as always, Thank check you. us out at normies underscore like underscore us on Insta, all platforms, social media. Let us know what episodes you're looking forward to once we get out of March. Uh, reach out to us, rate, review, subscribe, like, that helps us out a lot on this podcast, guys. Yep. And thanks That's again right. very much for listening. Listeners, I got to go clean out my kill box. This is Mike. <laughs> Creeper Colin. Joe. This is uh, Minecob. Or Jacob. <laughs> See Bye, ya. Normies. <laughs> I'm going to stack these Goodbye, blocks, Normies. normies. <laughs> and stop. <laughs> Hell yeah, this is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around.